football on off the ball with Sky all the football you love in one place across Sky Sports BT Sport and Premier Sports you're welcome back Tim Vickery is there hello hello um Joe Malloy, you're looking a little bit dishevelled, uh, as I probably am looking and feeling a bit dishevelled. This business of four games, one after the other, it's got to stop. It can't go on. Thankfully, it won't go on anymore. It's been a lot, and it's a lot to process. When am I meant to shave, honestly? <laughs> no, I can't, I can't live without that. I can't live without... But I am mauling myself. There's blood all over the place as I do it, bleary-eyed uh-huh. <laughs> of a morning, because 7 o'clock kickoff the first game, our time. Oh, yeah. It's a very nice, genteel 10 a.m. for us. Perfect. <laughs> Amateurs. <laughs> so, Brazil. Richarlison did his thing in game one, which was amazing. I mean, what a goal. It was uh, one of the great yeah. World Cup goals instantly. And then against the Swiss this evening, if people missed the game, I kept one eye on it. I was kind of prepping for the show here as well, but they seemed uh, not to create a huge amount. There was a Vinicius goal, which was ruled offside. And then... The unlikely candidate that was Casemiro with an amazing strike. Yeah, um, this is obviously a Brazil side without Neymar. And whatever you think about him, they're not the same without him. They've, I think they've stacked the squad full of maybe too many wingers. Uh, and the difference with, with Neymar is he operates between the lines. And he helps bring the, win- the wingers into the game. So they're, they're much, much... And also the side is set up for him to such an extent that it can be a little bit rigid with him getting total freedom. So there was always the question of how they were going to replace him and what they did. They were always going to bring Fredji back for this game. Mm. They got much more respect for, for, for the Swiss than um, for Serbia. So they just moved Lucas Paquita forward into Neymar's slot. They kind of suspected that it wouldn't work. And at halftime, they abandoned that and brought on Rodrigo of Real Madrid, who they see as the future um, they were struggling to break to break the Swiss down, and that the Swiss were much more of a test than Serbia. Um, the Swiss were reasonably comfortable in defence and with the capacity to come forward as a block. Great thing for Brazil: two games, not a single shot on target. Yeah, not a. Allison hasn't done anything really, uh, so that they're looking very, very defensively solid. But to break the Swiss down, they were obviously going to need. Players coming from behind, playing coming from the back. I mean, they tried towards the end of the first half. There was an attempt to get Alexandro, the left back, into the attacking line, and in the end, it was a holding midfielder, Casemiro, who uh, who blasted a very very good finish and finally broke the Swiss resistance. Works well, I think, for Brazil that they had to box for their openings. Uh, some of their their uh, warm up games, they were scoring with the first chance, and the game was done by half time which was not really much good, much use to man, beast, nor Chichi. Mm. Uh, so I think it, especially after winning the first game, three points already in the bag, they could afford to suffer a little bit, working out how to break down a Swiss side who were, who were very, very efficient. So I think Brazil come out of this with more pluses, certainly m- many more pluses than, 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 than minuses. The, the two big pluses are that defensive solidity, and also, these two games are the ones in which Vinicius Jr. has consolidated himself as a Brazil player. That hadn't really happened before. He he struggled a little bit to find his feet for Brazil. He'd been far less effective up until now 
than Hafia on the other wing. Mm. But in these two games, he's been extremely sharp. So they, they've now got him. He, he is now a consolidated international star. And uh, that, that bodes well for the serious rounds. Yes, and his finish before he knew he was offside was calmness personified. It was glorious. Uh, I must confess, grudgingly, really grudgingly, I watched the first game and I did think Neymar has been very good here and making things happen. And I did acknowledge grudgingly his loss uh, this evening. So he looks like he's pitched up in good shape. Well, we don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know. And the idea was... Sorry. Yes, sorry. He, he pitched up in good shape. I don't know what shape he's in now, but he, he certainly arrived yeah. in good shape. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, many people in Brazil were saying that the team would be better without him. I think they were conflating personal and especially political dislike of him yeah. with his abilities as a footballer. But that thing in the between the lines, I mean, yeah. it, you do wish... And I thought at the time they'd made a mistake not taking Roberto Firmino because I think he's he's the best that they've got now mm. to operate there between the lines. Mm. And if, if football had four wings, Brazil would be great. You know, they've got more wingers than they know what to do with. But it's it's that combination between the lines that he gives them yeah. and the wingers don't. You, you've, got, you've got to supply the wingers. So... Uh, a good morale booster, and obviously in the Cameroon game, they can they can have a look at things now. They can that they can experiment a little bit. First place in the group is almost is almost a, a guarantee. So um, yes, I mean it, it's it's been a very good eight days for them. Yeah, uh, there was of course hysteria around Neymar when he was injured eight years ago. Yeah. Now, I, what's the general sense? Is he going to be okay for knockout stages? Or don't know. Don't know, yeah. and he's, uh, he's he's doing he's having physiotherapy round the clock. Uh, I, I wonder, and obviously the, the comparison that people roll out is with Pelé in '62 when Pelé was injured in the in the second game. There was always the hope, yeah, we're going to get him back, we're going to get him back, and they never did. Mm. They won the World Cup without him, um, so we don't know. It looks like the right back Danilo is probably further down the line than than than, than Neymar. So um, well. These are World Cups. You play with, uh, with with what you've got. They may not have him going into the first game at a knockout stage. And, uh, and it, it's strange to think of him as this, but he's he's the uncle of the Brazil attack these days. Mm. Uh, time for the nephews to step up. They did all right today. They're going to have to keep it, keep doing it. How is it they've managed... Well, I guess it's not unconnected to the opposition, of course, but that they've managed to go this far without conceding effectively a chance because... The worry a lot of people had in advance of the tournament was that Casemiro would be left to put out fires left, right and centre. And, and, and so obviously it is more of a, a team effort here. Yeah, that, that was a doubt voiced. And this is the weakness of World Cup punditry. People who haven't seen the teams. Yeah. You know, just judging it like a beauty parade, you know, judging it by the names. Um, they've looked defensively solid pretty much all through. And it, it, it's a coach who likes that. Uh, and, and, and why not? Um Going into this tournament, I would I was putting Brazil above Argentina for exactly that reason. And Argentina going into the tournament weren't conceding, but they always looked like conceding. So often they were defending at full strength and there were great saves from the goalkeeper or something. Brazil, so many of their, their games recently, the keeper could take a deck chair out, really haven't been extended. Of course, that leaves the question hanging. At some point, they will be extended. How do they react? And these are the, these are the, the fabulous questions that you have 
yeah. in a in a World Cup campaign because you know there there are some sides out there you know they, they come up against against Mbappe in, in in full flight you know what on earth do you do then what happens then I can't wait bring it on mm. Rachel Daly is a striker the end the Koi Gig Pod on OTB Sports. She's got great passing range. She scores goals. She's great in the air. Brilliant in the air. Yeah. Subscribe to the feed in the OTB Sports app now. Marcela Mora Irahu was on with us in advance of the tournament and she did warn me that Argentina were not as perfect as unbeaten in 36 and Copa America champions might suggest. I mean, she wasn't kidding. That game against Mexico was one of the most painful experiences as a viewer in quite some time. Are, so you've seen this Argentina team a lot. I presume they have more flow in their game. Um, and uh, You know, because they, are they just overwrought by the whole World Cup experience? No, t- two things have happened. One, the level is teams are prepared. Teams that I look at them and teams have, have gone out to... Uh, and the Saudis did this brilliantly. It was a fantastic game that mm. from the Saudis. And the Saudis took huge risks and the, the game could have gone away with them by half time. But with that high defensive line, they're putting pressure on Argentina in midfield because what Argentina want to do is pass the ball around the midfield and just drag the opposition about and wait for the moment to slip the decisive pass. Well, the Saudis said, we ain't, ain't going to let you do it. Mm. We're going to press right up high. Uh, and the Saudis were rewarded, I think, for their boldness. Mexico did something much, much more conservative. You know, back three and then three. Uh, and Mexico, what on earth has happened to those exciting wingers of four years ago? Um, so that, that that that's one thing opponents have have looked at. You know how are we going to neutralise this? The other is Argentina aren't executing the idea as well as they have been. First, they lost Lo Celso. Now that midfield trio, it was Paredes to pass the ball out, Depaul to give thrust, and Lo Celso with his subtle little passes to bring Messi into the game. Right. So when he was injured, the coach said, "That's a problem. We don't have a replacement for him." Is, uh, so they tried uh, Alejandro Gomez the first game. They, they tried Alexis McAllister in the second game. Neither really worked. But the second game, the coach, well, Perez is in, uh, not, not fully fit. So they replaced him. And the coach took, I think, a very, very defensive choice. And I, I, it was a baffling choice for me. The, the uh, holding midfielder was Guido Rodriguez. Now, Guido Rodriguez tall defensive midfielder bring him on when you're protecting a lead but when you're trying to break down the the opposition he just doesn't have it his passing isn't there and you could see in the second half Messi was just was getting increasingly frustrated with him because the rhythm of of, of a passing team the rhythm has to come from the back mm. it's the players from the back who are moving forward committing the opposition and then giving the pass to the more creative players in space, where they, they've and with space and momentum, they took off after around an hour. They took off Guido Rodriguez and brought on Enzo Fernandez. Different game. Now, Enzo Fernandez is getting a lot of credit for that wonderful second goal against Mexico. Terrific. Mm. More important was the first goal, where it's a it's a lovely little clever little ball from Di Maria to Messi, and then the goal from from, from Messi. But who gives the ball to Di Maria? It's Enzo Fernandez in that position. Higher up the field, he's committed the opposition, he's, he's created space, and suddenly there's a rhythm of passing going on. So uh, I, I think he stays in the team. I would be absolutely amazed if Guido Rodriguez starts uh, against Poland. 
know, if, 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 if you're one nil up or two nil up in the last 15, bring him on. But don't start with him because you end up undermining the fluidity of your own passing idea. What mental state do you think they're in? They just seem like a team under colossal pressure. And I understand that if you're on the cusp of going out of the World Cup in game two and suddenly Messi scores of all people, that will be a massive release. But even the hour long celebration in the dressing room afterwards for game two of a World Cup, it all just seems a touch overwrought, no? Well, because they were, you know, that that was a final. Sure. You know, <laughs> um, I, think they're, I think they're in a very good place now. Okay. I think they're thinking... Italia 90. Italia 90, did you come here for, for, for the World Cup eight years ago, Joe? Yeah. Right. You may remember the song that the, the Argentina fans, who just dominated the, the, the competition, in their, the invading Argentine don't, hordes. Don't sing it. I've just got it out of my head. I swear to God, don't. Yeah. Well, it was an adaptation of Bad Moon Rising. Yeah. You know, the Credence Clearwater revival. And the lyrics are all about 1990. They're not about 78 where they won. They're not about 86 where they won with Maradona. They're about 1990 mm. where they lost the first game to Cameroon and had to stage a, a comeback and, and fought their way through all the way through to the final. So uh, um, they're hoping that the script is 1990 and not the previous World Cup in Asia 2002 when they arrived as, as, as the favourites, didn't play with the fluency that they showed in qualification, lost 1-1-1, last game against European opposition and 1-1 draw and they were out in the group phase. Um, so there, there are... There are uh, similarities with these two campaigns which are either heartwarming or alarming depending on which one you choose okay brilliant thank you so much i hope you're enjoying the football and we'll talk soon look forward to it cheers, cheers. tim vickery uh, with us live on the line football show is brought to you with thanks to sky all the football you love in one place across sky sports bt sport and premier sports Football on Off The Ball With Sky All the football you love in one place Across Sky Sports, BT Sport and Premier Sports